Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. We've had stretches, obviously. I thought we played as complete a game as we've had all year against uh, Rutgers on the road. I mean, that's an extremely difficult place to play. I thought we you know, found a way to fight through adversity as well as we had all year when we did dig ourselves a double-digit hole. You know, the important thing about this year is, uh, you know, continuing to get better and continuing to grow. And, you know, again, I thought we had good stretches when we took that lead. Uh, you know, we were doing some really good things out there offensively. You know, defensively, they were getting biased too much tonight. But offensively, I thought we had great flow, we had great rhythm. And then when we stopped doing the things that were making us successful out there, and we were running the same plays, it just wasn't, the ball wasn't shifting. It wasn't getting back into Cam's hands uh, where really good things happened. With he and Kevin had a really good rhythm going with the two-man game tonight. Uh, then they started showing on Kevin. Uh, he got in the pocket a little bit to where he could make plays. Uh, but, you know, then again, you know, we had a couple of really empty possessions and get your shot blocked a few times. That leads to runouts, gives transition uh, baskets to them. It gets their confidence going. And, and once they built that lead, uh, they were tough to slow down because they had complete control of the tempo of that game. And welcome back here to the Husker Online Show. That was Nebraska head coach Fred Hoiberg following Nebraska's 79-68 loss to Michigan on Tuesday night in Pinnacle Bank Arena. Uh, this segment of the Husker Online Show brought to you by Tanner Sports Bar and Grill. Get on into any one of the Omaha or the Lincoln location. It is your home to watch the big game here on Sunday, as I know we all are uh, going to be tuned in um, watching the Chiefs in the 49ers here uh, take the field uh, on Sunday. But, Robin, the month of January has not been kind in Nebraska. The Huskers won in seven over the month. They've now lost six games in a row. But we've seen signs of improvement. They're just still a very limited team uh, when it, what is what it comes down to. Yeah, and unfortunately, every glimpse of improvement and um, you know encouraging thing that you see during these this tough stretch here, it's generally followed by uh, another step or two in the wrong direction. That was again the case, you know, when Michigan came to town, where you know Nebraska went to Rutgers, a top twenty-five team in the country, uh, undefeated at home, uh, one of the best teams that program has had in a generation, and they took them all the way down to the wire and had a chance to win that game in the final seconds and. You know, Rutgers hits two big three-pointers to, to win at the buzzer. Uh, but you felt really good about the way Nebraska handled adversity on the road in a true road environment, which has been a struggle for them all year against a, a team of that caliber. You know, you thought things were starting to click with them a little bit. Well, then they come home uh, against a Michigan team who, oh, by the way, had already lost four in a row coming into that. They were without their starting senior point guard, um, uh, the Simpson kid, Xavier Simpson, uh, who was out with the suspension. And then they were also uh, without one of their top scorers in um, Isaiah Livers, uh, who was a, a late scratch with a groin injury. And so you had a Michigan team that was in a really, really bad spot coming to your home arena. You finally had some momentum going. And a lot of people were picking Nebraska to win that game. And what do they do? They have a 21 to four run go against them in the second half and turn a close game into another blowout loss. And now here you are kind of going back to square one of 
how much progress has been made with this team and will they ever turn the corner this year or you know is, is this about as good as it's going to get yeah the, the lack of size robin I, I think continues to be an issue for nebraska i mean michigan as you mentioned was limited but that size was just too yeah. much. I mean, John Teske was still there, big seven one two sixty five center. So <laughs> that that yeah, that's an issue for him, and it has been all year. But um, it's not just in the rebounding. You know, it was crazy. You know, go that Rutgers game. They actually held their own on the boards and um, actually did a pretty good job uh, inside. You know, limiting points in the paint uh, and all the things that they had to do to compete uh, in that type of matchup. They did. And then Michigan comes to town, and they completely dominated the paint. Uh, you know, it wasn't necessarily just in terms of points and rebounds, which Michigan almost doubled up Nebraska in rebounds, uh, but the block shots, six block shots, and all the, the shots at the rim that were altered that led to Nebraska going 13 of 26 on layups. I mean, when you make when you miss half of your layups in a game, you're not beating anybody, let alone a team like Michigan that, you know, for the first eight games of the season was one of the best teams in all of college basketball. So, um, you know, the, the size thing is one aspect of it. But I think it's the, the real concerning trend here is Nebraska's uh, propensity to fall behind by these massive deficits uh, to where every single night they have to try and claw their way back from a double-digit um, you're trailing by double digits. It's six games in a row now. They've trailed by 14 or more points. Uh, and I mean, that's that's a recipe for disaster, especially with a team that struggles so much uh, responding to adversity. And, you know, again, it hit them again with, with Michigan, where you know, they led 52 50 on a nice step back from Kevin Cross. And then Michigan goes 21 to 4 the rest of the way. And it's a ball game from that point on. And uh, until Nebraska can figure out how to stop the bleeding and keep the snowball from uh, not only impacting, you know, their, their play offensively when the shots don't fall, but also the effort they give on defense. Uh, I mean, they're going to find themselves in the situation more often than not. And as we've seen, they are struggling to uh, account for that uh, with these six straight losses. And Nebraska with just five home games remaining on the schedule. So this season, um, has really um, you know gone by fast when you think about it like that. There's just five more Saturday game or five more total games left, and they'll be at home Saturday, Robin, against a very much improved Penn State game team. That's a six o'clock game. Then Nebraska gets the entire week off before playing again Saturday at Iowa. Um, so it is an interesting stretch here because you're at home with kind of your bye week here um, following Penn State. Yeah, and I guess probably a, a decent time for a break to kind of have these guys collect their themselves a little bit, but. Uh, you look at the rest of the schedule, starting with Penn State, um, every team outside of their final home game of the year against Northwestern on March 1st is ranked in the top 40 in, in the Kempom rankings right now. Uh, Penn State's 22, Iowa's 14, Maryland's 9. Uh, you got still got Michigan at State at 7, Ohio State at 12. Uh, I mean, you go down the list, this is going to be a brutal final month. Uh, of the season and you know you're talking about a Nebraska team that is struggling to get any momentum it possibly can get there it's are at least a 10-bid league right now uh, yeah I would say I've so. seen 12 as many as yes. 12 they're not going to get 12 though. that would be probably historic if all but two teams in a conference go to the tournament but uh it just speaks to how deep the conference is this year and so I mean that's that's kind of part of Nebraska struggles this year is you know generally there was maybe about three or four different teams on a given year that you would chalk up to as this is a game you should win. Well, you know, Rutgers is a top 25 team right now. Penn State is a top 25 team right now. And so all the, the historical bottom feeders that uh, were 
quote unquote gimme games that you could get right. Uh, you know, Nebraska's that team now, uh, and you know they they just don't have the opportunity to uh, get back on track because every night is just a, another grueling step in a, a overall grind of a twenty game schedule. Yeah, really realistically, Robin, Northwestern and Penn State are their most winnable games on the schedule, both at home. Wisconsin at home, too. I think that's one that they they could have a chance, especially if Wisconsin doesn't set a school record for three-pointers. But at Maryland on a Tuesday night, there'll be a big student presence there at that game. It'll be a tough atmosphere to play. Uh, They've kind of been lucky when they've gone to Maryland before when students have been the holiday holiday break game, and they haven't really had a face like the full gauntlet. But it will not be easy for Nebraska. And then they close their final two games in the conference on the road Thursday, Sunday at Michigan at at Minnesota, and then if they're in the um, the the first round games of the Big Ten, would that be Tuesday or Wednesday? Wednesday. So they have they, they would almost have to go right from Minneapolis almost to Chicago for Big Ten tournament. They'd probably leave on Tuesday still, but there really wouldn't be much. Yeah, um, I think I think the earliest they could go is is Tuesday, and then you get one day of uh, warm ups or the, the shoot around the night before, and then that game would be the following night on Wednesday. So, yeah, it, it, the season is coming uh, to an end here before our eyes as Nebraska finishes their eight-game stretch in January with a 1-7 record. All right, when we come back, uh, Husker Online intern Allie Snow will join us in studio, and we'll take your questions next here. You're listening to the Husker Online Show. <laughs> 